praise the name of Jesus. Turn to the little book of Jude. Just one little chapter in Jude. Little epistle, little letter of Jude, just before Revelation. Just a few verses, please. Uh, verse. Nineteen, please. And keep your Bible open at Jude chapter one. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, mark this, having not the spirit. Mark that, having not the spirit. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Hitting even the garment spotted by the flesh. Father, we ask you this morning that you'd speak again to every heart you've already Spoken to every heart. Lord, when your voice speaks and goes forward and your word goes on par, every conscience is pricked in one way or another. Your word will not return unto you void. So we bring your word this morning, Lord, and we ask you in your goodness and in your grace and in your power, that you would take your own word and wing it to every single heart. And may we be challenged this morning. May we be convicted this morning. May we be even blessed and encouraged and helped this morning. But Father, may we fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ again this morning. Do as you see and deem fit in our lives as it were we turn over the fallow ground and we break it up that the good seed of the word of God would fall into our hearts Father that in your promise you would water it with your spirit and continue to speak when man's voice is silent so Father we ask this giving you thanks and praise and glory In the precious and the worthy, lovely name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Having or having not the Spirit. In verse 19, at the end of a a catalogue of people who had, as it were, crept into the church. Listen to what Jude says in verse 19. But the... These be they who separate themselves or cause separation, that means causing division, separate themselves sensual to their own selves, that is, sensual to their own feelings. Notice, having not the spirit. That really hit me that there are those having not the spirit. This morning again, as I said last week, let's just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to every heart this morning. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to speak as he sees fit to to speak, to say, Lord, point to me. 
show me in that which I need to yield to you or to hand over to you where I need to bow the knee to you where I need to yield my complete will to you even as the spirit spoke and this was I was walking across the fields the other morning and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said son you need to yield your will to mine that your will will be swallowed up by mine that was the words in the field I was saying oh Lord swallow me up it's hard it's difficult it's not easy for the flesh for the human will for our intellect and for our mind to put things aside for the flesh wants the things of the world and craves it we look at it desires it and the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak many times it's hard to yield even our own desires our own lusts our own passions it's hard for us as human beings to yield ourselves totally and completely to the very perfect will of the father thank the Lord that he gave us the Lord Jesus Christ for he came under the full will of God he did the will of God to perfection so we live in the grace of God completely in God's grace but what we need to see this morning is that there are those we'll look at them the sort of hearts and the traits that come from that that's not of the spirit and sometimes as Uh, or many times we all as human beings have a little bit of these people in us doesn't mean we don't have the spirit for whenever we are born again we have the spirit of God but there's a a war a lusting the spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit and when there is that it's who wins the battle and who wins the war the old man and the old woman should be crucified with Christ And nevertheless, we should live, but yet not I, but Christ liveth in us. And the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. I hate the carnal nature that I have. I detest it. And at times I live in it and I hate it. But I always seek the Lord and cry for more strength and trust in his word that I may rise up in spirit and be an overcomer in Christ and overcome the flesh and overcome the world for we've already overcome the devil we're overcome him by the blood of the lamb by the word of our testimony now here's the hard bit we love not our lives unto the death In other words, we do not love the things of the world. We do not love the things and desires of our flesh. But we love him. We love Jesus. And we love him. And when you love someone, nothing is too big for you to do for them. Well, think about this, brother. Let me catch your attention. Think about this, sister. Let's not our minds drift for another ten minutes or or half an hour, whatever we're going to drift. Let's, Let's zoom in on this and let's think about this. When you were in love with your husband or your wife, when you were just dating them, you'd have went to the moon and back for them. 
You, nothing was too hard. Nothing was too big. Nothing was too great. There's nothing you would have done. You were excited to be in their presence. When you're driving down the, the road or, or wherever you were going to meet them, what did you do? You spruced yourself up so as you could smell nice and look nice. You'd done your best. You're on your best behavior even at the start. Isn't that right, ladies? The man you married isn't the man you went out with. (laughs) And I know that for my wife tells me it all the time. I'm better now. No, I'm not. (laughs) Let me tell you something, ladies. See the woman I met who was come to meet me? See the first morning I got up and she was beside me? That wasn't a woman I married. Isn't that right, brother? Oh, all the men, these are all cards. All the men are sitting like this, afraid to look. He's afraid to look at your wife. Heads down for a full house, as it were. Let's have a look at ourselves here. And let's see where our hearts truly are. Never mind the person beside you or behind you. And if you're thinking, that's for him, or that's for her, then you're thinking wrong. It's for you. It's for you. It's for me. This is challenging me for the last few weeks. Been challenging me every day. So let me tell you something. What I say now, I'm not saying in a a lofty highness. I'm saying it in all humility to you because it's brought me to a place where I have to examine myself also. We should always be doing that. Notice this. Jude says that there are those who have not the spirit. Now, if we have traits, it does not mean you don't have the spirit. But the idea here was there were those who had not the spirit. But those traits that we have allowed ourselves to slip into, those traits we have allowed to overcome us and take hold of our lives, and those things we have allowed, and listen, here's the worst of it, not only the traits, the love for Jesus. The love for Christ. You see, the love of many will wax cold and everybody says, well, people don't love themselves, each other the same and now it's love yourself. You have to love yourself before you love others. That's entirely opposite to the Bible. The Bible says, love the Lord first. First. With all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. And then, love one another. I notice this. Jude goes through a few people. We looked at them last week a little. Let's look at verse 4. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we looked at this. They, They denied Christ, denied his deity, denied who he was. And they sat in the church and started to deny who he was and what he could do. We looked at things that were denied in the scriptures. Peter denied the Lord, but he repented and was forgiven and restored again. So there's hope for us all. There's grace there. But at the end of the day, we look at how Paul says there are those who had the form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. There's many Christians, and I'm not saying they don't have the spirit now, but these are traits that we find. And they're saved, and well, we're saved, we're a Christian, we're going to heaven, you know, praise God, kumbaya, my Lord, hallelujah, happy days. It's not like that. This is a war. 
This is a battle. This is a walk. This is a race. There's a running to be done. There's an occupation to be have. Occupy till I come, saith the Lord. There's an advancement. There's a growing. There's a swimming in deep waters. And there's a moving forward and a building of God's kingdom. That's what God wants us for. That's what he saved you for. He hasn't saved you to sit in death. And he hasn't saved you to sit in darkness. And he hasn't saved you to sit in deadness. He hasn't saved you to sit at home. He hasn't saved you for your own will, for your own desire, for your own plans, and for your own purposes, and for your own kingdom. He has saved you for his glory. That you would experience him. That you would experience his anointing. That you would experience his spirit. That you would experience his power. That you would experience, first of all, cleansing and justification. And you would experience righteousness. That you would experience his love. But then you would experience the deities and the glories of God in and through your life. And others will see the power of God in you. We're here and saved to serve. Surprising how many, when we talk to other pastors around this time of year here of Christians who sit at home at night because the X factor's on. That's not of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. Having not the Spirit. So that's having or having not the Spirit. Having or having not the Spirit. I will one day stand before God and give an account of the things I have told you and taught you. And if I don't tell you and teach you according to the things of the Holy Ghost. And if I don't tell you and teach you and lead you in the way which we should go as an assembly. Or in a way we should go according to the word. I'll give an account of everything and I am conscious of that. I'm conscious that I'll stand before God and you shall come beside me and the Lord will say, what about this and what about that? Why did you not tell them to do this? Why did you not tell them to do that? And when they, when they went cold and, we, and wayward and backslidden, why, why did you not go and why would you not try to love them back? Or why did you not try and, and give them a shake as it were? Why did you not try it, son? And I'll give an account before God for you. Every one of you. And I'm conscious that I'll give an account before God. Here's the problem. Many, many Christians have lost the consciousness of the Spirit that they also will. They also will. This isn't just a let's all sit around the campfire, strum the guitar and sing a couple of nice wee courses and play football on the beach. And what a time... That's nothing wrong with doing that, by the way. This isn't just that. This is a life before God. Living every day before him. Every single day. Notice, verse 6 says, of these people, these are murmurers. So these, these people are denying the Lord's power and they murmur. These are Murmurers, notice, complainers, walking after their own lusts. Verse 19, mockers will be in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. Verse 20, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Having not the spirit. 
So let's look at what, I'm not saying you don't have the Spirit now if you're a blood-wise Christian. I'm not saying that. There are those who may not have the Spirit and are not blood-wise Christians. But those who are, let us be careful. Let's keep watch uh, that we do not allow the flesh, our own will, our own desires, our own lusts, the worldliness, overtake us and overcome us in the curse of this life where the Word of God is choked and it ends up that Christ is put on the back burner and you die where you sit. Look, I'm saying it because I love you. I love every one of you. There's not one, even our friends from Canada, I love you too. You know why? Because I love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, you'll love others. But sometimes love doesn't have to be whimsical and fluffy and all those sort of things. But love can be tough and real. The word here for murmurers are those you see who have a form of godliness but deny the power. What's it you do not deny the power of God as a Christian? Then we have those that are they're deniers and are murmurers. See the word murmur here. In Exodus chapter 15, and if these were those who come to the Bible studies on a Tuesday evening, a few months back we did a series on Israel's ten temptations against Yahweh. And in those we showed they're traveling in the wilderness and they're murmuring before God. And the word murmur in our English simply gives the idea of, you know, ah, well, you, you complain a bit and you complain a lot or you turn your nose up at things. It means more than that in the scripture. For example, the word for murmur, lawn, it gives the idea that if you were to go, we'll not go to it now, but in, in uh, the book of Genesis, you remember whenever the two angels went into Sodom? And they're walking through Sodom and Lot, Abraham's nephew's there, and he opens his door of his house and he more or less coaxes them, he Ask them to come in to tarry for the night. The, the term and the idea for that is the same word lawn for, uh, for murmur, believe it or not. Not that he was murmuring, but the idea was that he wanted them to come in. It means to go into a state or to, to go in or come into a state and to stay there. So when he says come in and tarry all night long to the morning... He knew what Sodom was like. He knew the evil in it. He knew the debauchery that went on. He knew these two angelic beings were going to be challenged. And he wasn't sure what way things would happen with them. So he was saying, please, will you come into my house and stay all night? In other words, don't leave my house until the morning. That's the same word. It means to stay in a certain state. So that... That word then is brought into when Israel murmured against the Lord. Remember, they were sick of the manna at one time and they had no water for another time. And, you know, they wanted meat and so on. And they murmured and they murmured and they murmured. Well, the water was bitter at Marah and they murmured. And the idea is that they got themselves into a state. I, listen to this because I need us to all get this. They got themselves into a mindset. They got themselves into a state. They got themselves into a place 
where they were just completely unable to shift out of it. And that grieved the Holy Ghost. That caused them to limit the Holy One of Israel. In other words, they drew a circle around themselves, as it were, figuratively speaking, and said, thus far and no further. They murmured, nothing was right. They murmured against God. They got into a state of mind and a state of heart, and they murmured. Now, Jude says, these are murmurers. Brothers and sisters, let's take note of this. In case we get into a state of mind and a state of heart, we are not going into a place of murmuring against the things of God. Sometimes I take, when I take the dog out and he, I throw the stick and he goes into the river, splash away he goes and he's swimming around the river and I'm walking up the fields praying. Sometimes I hear him growling and, you know, you think he was fighting with something. Well, he is. He's pulling out half a tree. It's not the stick I threw in. It's like a half a tree. And he, can, he can't lift it with his jaws. He's trying to pull it back up with his teeth on it. And he nearly goes into a frenzy, biting the bark off it, you know. And he's running around it and he's biting it. And no matter how many times I call him, he doesn't hear you. He can't because he's in a mindset. He just doesn't hear. Harley. 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 You know, you're shouting. Harley. Just doesn't hear. <laughs> he's chewing away the side of his mouth and the bark's coming off and he's spitting it out and he's diving back into it again. And the other day when I was over, it's strange how the Lord shows you things. There I'm looking at Harley and I'm going, that dog... I'm talking to him and I'm shouting at him and he won't even listen to me. He doesn't even hear me. Son, there's danger the same. And so are my people. That's the idea of murmuring. That God is speaking to us. Sure, it's just another message, is it? That God Almighty is speaking to us assembly. It's just another interpretation, is it? Is it? If that's all it is, then you're not a Pentecostal, you may go. It's taking Believing, receiving. Lord, you're speaking through your word, through the ministry, and you're speaking. This is how God was dealing with me over the last few weeks as I'm out praying with, talking to. God is speaking and saying, I'm talking to you. I'm reaching out to you. I'm speaking. To you, Donna Clonadon. I'm speaking to you, people in this room. I'm speaking to your heart. I'm speaking to you, Aaron and Angela.
And I could go on. To everyone, I'm just picking you two out, so I'm not <laughs> Daniel and Paula, William and Debbie and so on. And Richard and, and Margaret. And I could go on right round. There's too many names here to go. Speaking to you, son, Ken. Speaking to you. And you won't listen to me. So stress comes, and worry comes, and anxiety comes. What do we do with that? When God says, I'm talking to you, and you won't listen. Lord, this morning we open our ears to your voice. Lord, we yield our hearts to what you would have us to do. This morning, Lord, we just worship you. We exalt you. There's no one like you. Hallelujah.